Big Rab Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out g1reads.com as they keep the lights on here on the Big Rab Show podcast. Oh, what about that? Hey, hey, do you like it? Do you like it? A brand new schnazzy intro there. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Yeah, shaking things up here in the Rab Show podcast this week. How are you, folks? Welcome. This is another big Rab Show podcast. And uh, <clears throat> in case you haven't guessed, we are the show for the bagpiping folk. Because after 200 plus episodes, if you haven't got the clue by now that we like bagpipes, then there's something wrong. Yes, covering everything in the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music, folk music, or bread and butter, competitive piping and drumming, even though there's not much of it happening at the moment, then yes, if it's got bagpipes in it, around it, or near it at all, then we are the show for you. So guys, yeah, what do you think of that brand new intro there? Yes, of course that tune... Yes, I know it's a bit blatant, but there you go. That was Lincoln Hilton and his track that he wrote for us, Big Rab's 200th. Do you remember when that dropped? Yeah, so I actually contacted Eric Evanhouse uh, for this longest time there. We've actually been opening the show on the Big Rab Show Hornpipe now for the longest time. Uh, so we just fancy to change, you know, shake things up. And considering that Lincoln has written us that incredible tune... Uh, yeah, we just had to pick that as our brand new intro. So, yes, let us know what you think of the new intro, folks. Uh, yeah, if you want it referred back to the old one again, then you can let us know. But honestly, yeah, we just fancy the change, you know. New year, new show, and a new president in the United States. Now, far be it from me to start, you know, commenting on politics and stuff. But um, all very exciting, I have to say, watching the... Uh, the goings of one president and the the arrival of a brand new guy and he's giving a big speech and everything and it's all it's, it's all a bit pomp and ceremony you know and for us here in the UK it's all a bit bit strange really we're not used to that kind of stuff I suppose whenever we get a new prime minister he just kind of shuffles his way in and doesn't really say much and it's all very kept very stiff upper lip that kind of thing but it's really fascinating watching the whole process you know as a guy here in the UK. Uh, who's not used to the changeover of power and stuff every four years and giving these big grand speeches and things. And it's been really fascinating watching watching the whole thing, you know. Uh, But hey, we are not a political podcast. We are a piping podcast. As I try not to say my peas into the microphone. Yes, so guys, with each and every podcast, we do cover everything in the piping world. And last week... Our show talked about the future of the piping world. We did ask the huge question, and we talked about it us all here in the Big Rab Show team. We debated the whole thing about whether our piping world has a future in 2021, following the global pandemic and everything that's happened with headquarters and uh, all of that. We talked all about it on last week's podcast, and we did draw quite a bit of attention as a result. Uh, some of it positive, a lot of it negative. Negative. Uh, we also got well. Some of the negative feedback that we got is that we took about fifty-two minutes precisely to get into the topic of the week. In fact, some people commenting online saying, "Oh, just get to the point. Give us the topic. We don't need the news and stuff and all that." So, hey, do you know what? 
if you want to have commentary and like that and affect change and stuff, then become a patron. <laughs> yeah, if you do want to be an executive producer on the show, then yeah, we do listen actively to feedback that we receive from our patrons. So yeah, if you'd like to help support the show and help shape the future of the show, then go over there and become part of the Patreon faithful. Uh, yeah, every click of support means the world to us. And yes, you do actually get control over the show. If there's more stuff you'd like to hear, including this week's topic of the week, by the way, which has been suggested to us by a Patreon uh, follower over there. So fantastic stuff. Um, but yeah, you get their hands on tons of extra stuff over there on Patreon. So uh, yes, you get lots of exclusive interviews, episodes of Big Rab Show Plus, as well as getting your weekly episode from Fuse FM Bala Money. Uh, so that's a two-hour live radio show that you guys are getting to download over there on Patreon. So you get two hours of piping and drumming, music and chat and all that there. So, yeah, it's fantastic. We love doing it, actually. So we've been doing Fuse uh, longer than the podcast now. And, yeah, if, that, if you miss the show every week, then Patreon's where it's at. That's where you should go and check it out. Uh, well... Yeah, negative feedback aside, there was some positive feedback and a lot of folks actually really enjoyed last week's conversation and probably had more questions than answers and I think that's kind of where we ended up at the end of last week's pod. If you haven't listened to last week's uh, podcast yet, then I would urge you to go and listen to it. Yes, it's a bit of a long listen, but guys, it's a huge topic. It's a massive, massive topic area and there's no possible way that us and the Rab Show team could peel that onion without having to spend some time at least exploring some of the avenues uh, it's i don't know a huge topic area and the way the global pandemic is at the moment uh, you know politics is involved you know i hate to say it but yeah your political viewpoint and all the rest does kind of flavor your viewpoint on how the pandemic is doing i suppose yeah now we have a new president in the united states uh we you know a lot of people are hopeful that the you know the vaccine rollout will now increase and hopefully we'll start to see light at the end of the tunnel things here in the uk of course are uh, they're progressing but just not as fast as everyone would like and we'll possibly talk about that in some of the news items that we have um but suffice to say we do hope that our piping world will have a future this year. We do know of various different gigs and things that have been happening. Shout out to Celtic Connections, by the way. Oh my god! Did you guys catch Celtic Connections? Oh! <sighs> Ridiculous. The start of Celtic Connections, I think it's actually still happening at the moment. The festival's still running. But the kickoff of Celtic Connections was last weekend. And man, oh man, was it ridiculous. We had a tryst, of course, who were there as part of Rab Show, live at Piping Live there in 2019. They opened Celtic Connections this year, and there was a video made of the guys of Piper's Tryst parading down Suggy Hall Street in Glasgow. And oh my God, you would have had to have a heart of stone not to kind of tear up a little bit, you know, seeing these guys all playing pipes, playing a fantastic tune, by the way, all on the march. Oh, guys, uh, uh, I don't know. I, I honestly watched it and thought, oh, I had a proper lump in my throat thinking, oh, man, I've missed this. You know, I've really missed this. So, um, yeah, we do hope to see the return of gigs and stuff hopefully happening in smaller venues and things like that. But as far as competitive piping and drumming goes... Uh, it's a tangled web, and I guess we'll talk about it in the rest of the show. I've got a lot to cover this week. So, 
let's get into some listener mail. Yes, each and every show we do like to kick off with some listener mail. And this week, most of the listener mail that we got was all talking about the topic that we discussed last week. And we will possibly bring this again to another future episode because of recent developments. We'll talk about that as well. So, I'm being very cryptic, but a lot of this kind of feeds into the rest of the show. But first of all, we got a little email here from Colin. Colin Prince, actually. He emailed the show and he said, Evening, Rab. I hope that all the Big Rab Show team and their families are keeping well and avoiding the plague. (laughs) It's difficult, mate. Yeah. He says, uh, we're getting used to the solitude and quiet out here in the hermit cave and probably won't remember how to have a polite face-to-face conversation. One day when this is all over. Yeah, indeed. You know, personal interaction. It's becoming a thing of the past at the moment, Colin. Yeah. Moving on, he says, while listening to your show recently, I started wondering which streaming app or method provides the best return for the artist. A while back, I was told that I needed Spotify, but later read that they don't pay the actual performer very well. I I suspect that there's no one single right answer, but it might be something you could discuss with some of your musicians that you do, who you interview. If there's a way to listen online which provides a better return for the actual musician, I'd far rather use that than put even more money into some billionaire's back pocket, especially if that billionaire is screwing over the artists. Mm. Cheers from a slightly cool South Africa. Colin. Colin, thank you so much for your email, mate. And yes, a very interesting question. Now, I have to be honest, I have asked a load of musicians this very same question off the record. I haven't actually recorded it as part of the interview uh, process and all the rest. It's just kind of in chatting, you know. Some musicians, in fact, a lot of them do list their music on Spotify. Others don't. There's some who list their music on Google Music or Google Play. Uh, some who list it on Amazon and what do we call the other service that's really popular with musicians is Bandcamp. Bandcamp. There you go. And what seems to be, it depends. It depends on your footfall, I suppose. If you upload music to a particular service and then just let it sit there, or if you actively promote it and say, hi, go and listen to my album on Spotify, it's here, and then provide the link and tell folks to click on it. Sometimes it depends on your promotion of the thing, just how much return you get as well. Your own draw as an artist, you know, how much of a crowd can you pull to any new releases or any new gigs and stuff. You know, how many people, how many, you know, folks can you actually get to click on your links and listen to your stuff? I think in recent days, especially in light of the pandemic, a lot of traditional folk musicians and Celtic musicians have been releasing their material solely on Bandcamp. Bandcamp seems to be a real mainstay in the Celtic and folk music scene at the moment. I'm not sure if that's because of the direct return to the musician and their pocket or whether it's seen as a platform that favours this kind of music. I'm not entirely sure. Whenever you look at Spotify, that platform is huge. It's absolutely ridiculous how big Spotify is. Uh, so if you were to upload an, an EP or a, you know, a, a four-track demo or something onto Spotify, it could very easily get buried very quickly under a world of other musicians who are also doing the same thing in the same genre, all on the same day. So it's very difficult to kind of quantify which platform is best for, you know, return. 
you know, how do you line your pockets when you're trying to release your music? It's all on how you promote and push your music. You know, if you're out there gigging and promoting it like crazy, selling albums at every gig and stuff and handing out business cards with Spotify links, then that's how it's done. At the moment, with the pandemic and everything and gigs not happening, then that's a huge area of promotion that's not available to musicians at the moment. So, Colin, to answer your question, through my research and conversations with musicians in the scene, Bandcamp seems to be very favourable for Celtic and folk musicians and the returns that they get on there seem to be more favourable than other platforms. But again, that could be because of the level of promotion that they're throwing behind it. So I guess it's not really helpful, Colin. But yeah, you know, going forward, if we are talking to more people from the folk scene, then certainly this could be something I'll incorporate into the interviews and hopefully ask them more about in the future. There you go, an interesting topic there. Now, I have to say also, ourselves here on the Big Rab Show podcast, uh, we are listed on so many different sites out there. It's crazy. Uh, We're listed on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, or what's it called now? Apple Music or something called now. Apple Podcasts. We're also listed on Spotify, and I think we're also listed on the TuneIn app as well. I think we should be listed on iHeartRadio. There's a whole bunch of other different services that I just I forget now. Uh, There's so many. Uh, But one thing that's really came to light this last while is my father, my dad, actually got uh, one of those voice-operated assistants. I don't want to say the the name of it because I'll set everyone's off, but it begins with an A. (laughs) It ends with an A. Uh, So, yeah, that one that comes from Amazon. So if you shout out, it goes, Hey, you there! Play the Big Rab Show podcast. Well, it should work, but unfortunately it hasn't been working and we can't understand why. We seem to be listed on the Amazon service and everything and our podcast is there. It should be discoverable, but for some reason it's not working. So if anyone out there has any tips on how to get that that voice assistant thing to play our podcast, um, let us know. Because, yeah, we have listed it everywhere and it doesn't seem to work for some reason. Anyway, ah, podcasting troubles aside, yeah. Hope that helps, Colin, and thank you so much for your email. Now, if any of you guys out there have any additional questions on the topic or anything of the sorts, any comments, queries about the piping world at all, then email them in to us. BigRabShow at gmail.com Okay, moving on to possibly one of our own very favourite new uh, segments on the show. It has to be weekly drone yeah now last week we brought you two weekly drones on the very topic that we were talking about talking about the possible future of our piping scene in 2021 and during that conversation we did talk a lot about the financials and uh, what implications that that possibly has for our own association the rspba well i think we lit a fire under some people because we did get some weekly drone on this so yeah here's this week's weekly drone The Weekly Drone What's really behind the RSPBA's desire for a season? Looking at the most recent news developments from RSPBA HQ via Piping Press, coupled with the vaccine rollout and the targets set by the UK government, I really have to question what is the real motive of the Board of Directors in pushing for a season in 2021 at all costs. The UK government has set a target of autumn 2021 for the completion of the vaccine rollout, 
and effectively a possible end to the current restrictions to normal life. But nothing is certain quite yet. With this target in mind, it is safe to say that things will remain restricted in some shape or form until that supposed end date has been reached. And that includes a return to normal piping and drumming. Bands across the UK are still pretty much on hiatus and this current raft of intense restrictions are set to continue for the remainder of the winter months and possibly into the spring. This means that bands cannot practice. If bands do not have time to practice, then why would there be a need for holding contests in the summer of 2021? The standard of bands who may enter would be severely diminished, as would the overall entry. So the question really is, why hold a contest if bands are not ready? Perhaps it's becoming more apparent that the lack of lucrative funds from councils sponsoring the five major championships is desperately needed, as the profit to be made from it is now required to keep the books in good order. The CEO said in late 2019 that funds were tight. That's after the board squandered all the money, including reserves, on their new building. A building that the members supposedly own, yet will have to pay to use. The funds were indeed tight at the time, but the member band's £60,000 odd subscriptions kept the vampires from the door. The CEO said they would be tight until around April, when the money for the majors started rolling in as it would have in any other year. This means there was a gamble on the money in the account. The board of directors gambled all the money our association had built up over two decades on a big spend all at once. £1.2 million spent to do up the building. More than was available at the time when the reserves were considered. How that was surpassed was this gamble. Ignore the reserves policy. It's only tight until the money from majors rolls in in a few months. The gamble backfired. The money didn't roll in. And all of a sudden the £1.2 million spent on the building that isn't even able to be a safe working environment for the paid staff during eases of restrictions looked like an even more ridiculous farce. That coupled with the board's own admission of financial irresponsibility in their own accounts, which ended December 2019, where it detailed that the building was worth £150,000 and then £1.2 million was spent on it to make it end up only being worth £500,000 and that's if someone even wanted to buy it. All staff remain on furlough, despite the fact that they could probably do some work from home or one in the office one day a week and so on. But despite that, the association has minimal staffing costs from March 2020 to date. So we return to the question, why is there such a dire need to have a season in 2021? The answer is plain to see. The association needs the money in from the majors to continue keeping those vampires from the door for another while. To start off a year in January 2020, 
with only around £8,000 left in the bank and then no money coming in from the majors and the associated normal running costs for the year, I'd say it's obvious they were broke by about September. But lo and behold, call the membership again for money. Get your fees in ASAP. We need the money to keep us going to April 2021. Well, friends, April isn't long coming, and at that point we assume the money will have run out once again. The furlough scheme which the association has abused this last year will also come to an end. Salaries will have to be paid again, and there will be little money in the bank, if any. The vampires are already assembling. The only way to stop them is to have a season and get the money rolling again. Not even holy water or garlic will stop this. The Weekly Drone. Ah yes, Weekly Drone there. And uh, a lot of controversial thoughts and feelings in there, I feel. So I have to stress that... uh, those are not the opinions and thoughts on that of us here on the Big Rab Show podcast. I have to say that. Uh, that is that of our Weekly Droner. And the joy of Weekly Drone is that it is completely, totally anonymous. And we've no idea who that person is. Be they male, female or otherwise. We've no idea. No clue. But um, some pretty interesting thoughts there. And um, yeah... Garlic and holy water. I've, I have no idea where to go with that. And yes, we did speak about it on last week's podcast about, you know, the desperate need for cash flow in our RSPBA. And um, April isn't that far away. Now, this kind of does feed into what we'll be talking about here in the news of the current situation here in the UK, when we're talking about the COVID-19 vaccine and everything. Yes, it is expected, or at least the target date for it, is kind of vague it says autumn autumn of this year they hope to have the vaccine rolled out and everyone will hopefully be vaccinated by that time now whether it'll be rolled out before that goodness knows chances are it might be after that but whether it'll be sufficient enough to allow bands back into band halls to actually practice never mind hit a competition field but we do know our association have yeah, they've contacted other media sources and published different things on, on the likes of Pipe and Press and others, saying that that is their main focus this year, is to get us back on the grass, come hell or high water, that gate is swinging open. Now, if the gate opens and the circle is drawn in the field and the guys are there with their clipboards, that's great. But uh, will they have any bands in that circle to listen to? Remains to be seen. Like that droner said there, will bands actually be ready? Mm, I don't know. I highly doubt it. But, uh, hey, that's just my opinion there. But, yeah, weekly droner there with a lot of very salient points there, which I'm sure you guys can. Ah, where's my doofer gone? Where's my doofer? Aye, you can draw your own conclusions. (laughs) Yeah, okay. So, that's weekly drone. Now, before we get into the news and everything... I do want to introduce you to a brand new section on the Big Rab Show podcast. Don't worry, I know we have enough features and things on the podcast already, but this one is a very quick one. And every week I've been asking you guys to draw your own conclusions and stuff. Well, 
I'm going to introduce something to the Big Rab Show podcast, and you guys can uh, tweet us, you can message us, you can email us, of course, or, yeah, just suggest it, whatever way you want. It's the word of the week. Yeah. So, let's introduce this week's word of the week, shall we? Word of the Week here on the Big Rabsha Podcast. Practice. <laughs> and that's it. That's your Word of the Week. Uh, you make of it as you will. Draw your own conclusions. Uh, but that's this week's Word of the Week. And if you do have a, your own particular Word of the Week, regardless of what it is, as long as it's not a curse word, you can send it in to us. BigRabShow at gmail.com yeah, so <laughs> that's a bit random, isn't it? But I thought it'd be a bit of crack if nothing else. Give us a bit of a lift, because weekly drones sometimes can be a bit, uh, you know, get us bogged down and so depressing sometimes. So, yeah, here we go. Yeah, we're not droning anymore. We're coming up with random words of the week to live your week by. There you go. <laughs> I don't know, that could be a section that we drop after a week or so, but there you go. Word of the week. All right, let's get into some actual news, shall we? Now, like I was saying, uh, following our weekly drone there and all the thoughts and stuff about our associations, we can now tell you that various different branch meetings around the UK are all starting to happen. We just got notification, actually, uh, just yesterday, in fact, uh, about the Northern Ireland branch here, local to me, will be having their you know, virtual branch meeting being held on Zoom. This will be on Saturday the 30th at 2pm, all details of which will be sent to all your band secretaries. Uh, So if you're in a band and you're aware of who your secretary is, please let them know that this is coming up. Uh, Because like we said in last week's podcast, and every other podcast for that matter, if you do want to affect change, you need to attend your meetings. If you're not happy with anything and how things are running, then be a part of things. Make the change. You know, pull your socks up, go in there and start challenging things, you know, saying, hey, I think we should do this better. Then go in there and try and get folks to do it better. So that's the way you do it. Go to your branch meetings. Now, I've just mentioned the Northern Ireland branch. I think there is other branches around the UK who are having their meetings in the next coming weeks. uh, Because as you guys know, the big AGM is due to happen in March. Now, the annual general meeting of the RSPBA headquarters in March will be a meeting that will be incredibly interesting because we hope to have some sort of financial report to see where we currently stand. Also, some sort of discussion on the future of the season and everything because March is kind of seen as a hard and fast cut-off date for the arrangement of some events. So, yes, the dates are in the calendar at the moment for some of our big majors, including the Worlds. But I think March is the actual cut-off date that bands and the association themselves have kind of drawn a line in the sand and said, well, if we can't get stuff together by March, then that's it. So, guys, as soon as we know any more information on this, with any reports and things of which direction we could be traveling in, then I'll certainly let you know here on the podcast each and and every week. But, yeah, keep your eyes peeled, of course, on social media for all your different notifications for your various branch meetings. I would urge you to be a part of them. That's where your associations are trying to reach out to the membership and that's where it happens. You go to your meetings, you listen to what they have to say and if you're happy with it, great. If not, 
then you have opportunity to talk about it and challenge it. So that's where you do it. You don't email a podcast all angry like and then expect change. No, ourselves in the Rab Show, we just report it. We don't affect it. So you guys, yeah, go out there, pull your socks up. <laughs> go in there with your skiing doing hand and do some damage. <laughs> Attend your meetings and affect change. Be a part of it. There you go. All right. Moving on. Now, I have to give a shout this week to Braybrack. Now, Braybrack are a huge band in the Celtic and folk scene. You guys know who Braybrack are. And they have kind of been the spearhead of the dual bagpiper sound in the folk scene and have been for years. Well, Braybrack this past week have been in action as part of the Celtic Connections Festival, which, by the way, was insane. Oh, Honestly, one of the best shows I've seen from Braybrack in a long time. But anyway, I'm not going to give you a full gig review. But uh, yeah, Braybrack are actually interested in quite an interesting project recently. Uh, it gives you what Braybrack are doing. They've actually provided music for an animated feature, which is a 60 minute long presentation, which also features interviews and behind the scenes kind of clips and stuff uh, of how it was produced. This, For full information on this, of course, I'm going to completely butcher the title. I think it's pronounced Dusgada. I, I can hear people laughing from here, so shush. Uh, so this was an animated film by Cat Bruce, and the whole soundtrack was recorded by Braybrack. And, man, I've seen the trailer for this thing a few times now, and it just looks amazing. Now, once you've purchased tickets for this, you'll get full access to it you'll also be able to watch it both in english and in gaelic as well for the narration and each ticket apparently there is a percentage which will be you know retained for a host venue which will be holding the event and everything and all you know cultural hubs around all of scotland and stuff it's a fantastic fantastic thing to be a supporting of so yeah for more information i'm being very cryptic here go and check out the trailer it's available now on braybrack social media along with little clips of the music and stuff that Braybrack have performed as part of this. Simply beautiful, I have to say. Um, For those of you who are Gaelic speakers, then this is right up your street. You know, it's a really fantastic story, which is the animation, and it's beautiful, by the way, and the music equally so. Uh, But, you know, it's not just for Gaelic speakers. You know, it's also translated into English as well. So for those of us who are English speakers, or Ulster Scots for that matter, then you may well want to tune in to, to listen to this and watch it. Guys, I've seen the trailer a bunch of times. This looks amazing. So go and check it out on Braybrack's social media. Definitely one to go and check out for sure. All right. I have to give a mention to the National Piping Centre this week, actually. Yes, the doors have closed for entries on their 25th anniversary Junior Piping Championships. I did mention it before telling you when the closing date was. So that date's now behind us, and you now have a little bit of time to get your video entries in. So, yeah, if you did put your entry form in for this competition, you do have about a week or so, I think, maybe a couple of weeks. Um, I don't know, but the full details are available on the Pipe and Centre website, of course. Uh, but what we're starting to see now is we're starting to see people like Wallace Bagpipes and Roddy McLeod and people like that are all contributing huge prizes to this competition, actually, like full sets of pipes and practice chanters, different things. That's Yeah, it's really fantastic. So it's great to see all these companies supporting such a great competition. So, yeah, for more information, of course, go to thepipeandcentre.co.uk. And you just follow all the links and everything and you'll find it. The National Piping Centre Junior Competition. Um, yeah, 25th anniversary. 
It's been going for a right while now, so yeah, it's great to see it still going from strength to strength, be it held online or in person. This time's online, of course, but yeah, it's amazing to see it, you know, continuing. And yeah, I'm just uh, dead excited to see the outcome of this, you know, great, great stuff. Now, speaking of tickets and things and all the rest that we have to get for the Bray Brack show, I have to get also point you in the direction for the Kids with Cancer charity event. Yeah. There hasn't been a podcast where I haven't mentioned it. <laughs> but guys, time is rapidly running out. Yes, this week, of course, is the 20th of January, and the event itself is happening on the 20th of February. So you don't have too long to go and grab tickets for this. The event itself will be happening on the 20th at 7 p.m. UK time, strictly online. It's online only, folks. I have to tell you that. Uh, so I do have, well, I have had a number of people actually asking me, is it being held in the hotel as normal, Rab? Can you get me a ticket? Uh, no, it's not in the hotel. It's being held online and you have to purchase your tickets online. You have to go to eventbrite.co.uk and just search for it. Kids for Cancer charity event. And up it'll come, not a problem. And yeah, the lineup itself is just seriously ridiculous. And uh, yeah, I've been heavily involved in the organization of all of this. I've been working along with Gary Smith and Andrew Shilliday. And between the three of us, we're doing what we can to put together quite a blistering event for you guys. And I've seen a lot of the performance clips that have come through now from some of the acts involved. Moly moly, guys, you are in for one heck of a show. So, yes, of course, on the 20th of February at 7 p.m. when the link goes live, you can tune in and watch this incredible show at your leisure. You know, crack open a beer in your front room, whatever, sit down on your big comfy sofa and, yeah, tune in and watch some amazing piping and drumming. That's, oh, amazing. So you have Stephen McWhorter, Stuart Little, Lincoln Hilton, Garth McLees, Andrew Carlyle. You know, I'm just dropping names. Oh, Stephen Shedden, by the way. You know, just some ridiculously huge names in the piping scene. You know, (laughs) really can't wait for this. So guys, go and get your tickets. Help support an amazing charity for the Children's Cancer Unit in the Royal Victoria Hospital in Belfast. You know, help support these kids and their families through difficult times and yeah enjoy some blistering piping and drumming man that's oh amazing stuff amazing and that's about as much as i'm allowed to say because i've been told i'm not allowed to talk about the performances because yeah gary and andrew know i can't hold my water but it's brilliant brilliant really really good okay shut up rab you're gonna say something you shouldn't all right moving on i have to give a shout this week to pipesdrums.com yeah did you guys check out their youtube channel just yesterday in fact on the 19th of january they uploaded part one of what is turning out to be quite an interesting series they chat to four young composers from the piping scene uh john do ross miller craig murhead and um was that kyle warren yeah sorry <laughs> Yeah, Kyle Warren, and they chat all about their process, you know, and they talk about where what is their muse, what inspires them, what's their process, do they sit down in front of a computer and start typing dots on the page, or do they sit with a chanter in their hand, and really, really fascinating, so go and check that out, he's calling it the Young Composers Forum, uh, it said four leading lights share their insights into composition in the piping world, so really really interesting i'm looking forward to the rest of it actually so part one has been uploaded now on pipesdrums.com on youtube so go and check it out it's a really interesting conversation with these guys and uh yeah looking forward to more on that hmm 
Speaking of YouTube, actually, did a little bit of YouTube surfing not too long ago and found a lot of random videos in the piping scene produced in this past year, but one of them really caught my attention. It was just uploaded there yesterday. It was titled Nine Hacks in 90 Seconds. Yeah, and this chap is a bass drummer and he was talking specifically about hacks when it hacks and tips and stuff when it comes to actually playing your bass drum at a competition. Now the YouTube channel itself is RD Pro Sticks. Now this chap I think is an Australian fella. He's got quite a decent YouTube channel. Uh, I think well over uh, yeah, over 500 subscribers at the moment. So yeah, he's got quite a lot of detailed videos talking about how to tune your drum, how to practice, how to learn scores better. Great resource for drummers, actually, you know, for bass drummers specifically. But his nine hacks and tips, I suppose, for bass drummers, mm, I don't know. Some of them are a little bit suspect, but you guys, again, <laughs> where's my thing again? Come here. You can draw your own conclusions. <laughs> Go and have a watch at it. It's quite interesting. We did share it, of course, on the Rab Show Facebook page, hoping that it would generate a bit of debate. And yes, it did. Uh, for instance, one of his tips was to carry an extra big uh, kilt pin. Yeah, if you want to know why, then check out the video and you'll find out why he uses an extra long kilt pin. There you go. All right, so you can check that out. Shout out to Simon Grant. This Yeah, this past week, actually, uh, he is on a mission, according to his website, on his social media in particular, uh, Simon Grant Drumming. Uh, he says he's on a mission to get drummers drumming again. And how he can help is any way that he possibly can. Apparently, he'll be announcing a competition well, just today, actually, just as we're recording this, and hopefully he'll get more people back playing. There'll be a freebie, of course, and um, yeah, for more information, if you do want to get involved, then check it out, Simon Grant, Drummond. That's all you have to do, type it into your search engine, and I'm sure you'll find it, and get involved. We do hope that a lot more drummers will actually lift the sticks and all that, so yeah, there you go. You can just refer back to our word of the week, practice. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I have to give a mention to Winter Storm. This past week... Of course, everyone has been kind of grieving the loss of Winter Storm this past week. A load of folks actually uploading videos and old memory photographs and stuff of winter, previous Winter Storms. And yeah, we, d we have missed it. We have really missed Winter Storm this year. Normally around this time, we would be doing like a wrap-up show with interviews on the ground from Winter Storm. You know, with folks who attended and possibly won medals and things. So, yeah, we don't have that this year, which is kind of rubbish. And, yeah, ourselves and the Rab Show have missed it, too. And, yes, a lot of people have asked us, will the Rab Show ever be traveling over to Winterstorm? And, guys, we would go in a heartbeat. We would love to go to Winterstorm. Don't get us wrong. We would absolutely love to get to Winterstorm. But, again, thank you, COVID-19. No international travel happening at the moment from the UK to the US, apparently. So, <sighs> It is what it is. We have to stay in the house and look at the four walls and just look back at previous winter storms. So, guys, who knows? You know, if winter storm opens its doors again in 2022, you never know. Ourselves and the Rab Show team might walk through the door again and all of us will be there, belts and braces, and, yeah, up to the elbows and piping and drumming. We would look forward to it, no doubt. But, yeah, I have to say, though, in 2021, all is not lost. 
I have to give a mention to Ken Eller, actually, who's been uploading various different videos and stuff on his YouTube channel promoting an upcoming concert. Yeah, apparently there's going to be a little bit of an online concert to kind of mark Winter Storm. Now, it isn't going to happen on the date that Winter Storm should have happened, obviously, but we haven't received the full details yet. Up until now, Ken Eller has just been kind of teasing us a little bit, uploading little clips and, like, performance videos of some of the acts and things so it's been really interesting to watch actually Uh, yeah teaser videos and all that aside there hasn't been much information about it we have been contacted by a few folks actually who listened to the pod and said hey rab are you aware of this concert and the answer was no at the time i didn't know anything about it but yeah if we do hear any more information about the upcoming concert for winter storm and the celebration of winter storm then certainly we will let you guys know where to go and tune in and all the rest, and yeah, I'm all sorts of interested in that, so, hmm, I've been following Ken's YouTube channel now, religiously, trying to look for clues on where, when and where it will be, yeah. Okay, I have to give a shout out, actually, to Wuspaba, yes, the Western United States Pipe Band Association, and their Youth Education Council, specifically the YEC, as they're calling themselves, they're holding a workshop, yes, now, this will be specifically for solo players and yeah this will help you prepare for solo readiness for the 2021 season this will be held of course in three days time from now depending on when you're listening to this on january 23rd and uh, this will be held at 9 a.m pst pacific time and it'll be featuring blair brown and ken sutherland now if you are interested you can register of course uh, all you have to do is look at the waspaba social media full details up there now of how you can go and register and i think it's 15 dollars uh, per person and all the rest for an entry fee uh, but yeah you do get some pretty decent coaching and stuff from blair brown and ken uh, sutherland there i'm preparing you for the solo season coming in so that's fantastic to see shout out to waspaba and your yec workshop coming up fantastic stuff okay now i wanted to give a little mention to something a lot of you folks out there i'm sure who are involved in transcribing and composing may well use the software called ensemble ensemble yes for those of you who use that software ensemble they've actually released a brand new update to the software that you may well be interested in ensemble have well kind of overhauled the whole piping end of their uh software to incorporate brand new Peabrook capabilities. So yes, those of you out there who've been trying to compose Peabrook music using the Ensemble software have been unable to do so uh, because you've had a limited set of tools. Well, now the entire thing has been overhauled and you have a brand new set of bells and whistles for you to use when composing Peabrook music. So that's all sorts of fascinating, actually. So there you go. Go and check it out. This is Ensemble.com. And I think there's a free trial as well. You can go and click on that and check out their free trial. And uh, yeah, what a great bit of software, actually. I know a lot of people use that uh, for composing harmonies and different things. So yeah, well worth checking out. Um, so shout out to Ensemble. Their brand new update, especially for Peabrook composers. Hmm. Okay, a little mention here, a little bit closer to home now for the Royal Scottish Pipe Band Association, their pipe band college here in Northern Ireland. Apparently, they're now offering one-to-one online tuition. Now, this is kind of, yeah, turn up for the books because we were worried that the pipe, pipe band college here in Northern Ireland wouldn't actually be operating thanks to COVID and all the rest. But, yeah, they're now offering one-to-one lessons. The tuition itself will take a format where you have to pre-book 10 weekly lessons in advance now you're booking these lessons with some world-class 
piping and drumming tutors, I have to say. And their spaces and numbers in that are limited. So you can get tuition in piping, snare drumming, tenor drumming and bass drumming. And registration, of course, is available through the RSPBA Northern Ireland website. Now, these lessons don't come free, however, they are at a cost. If you're 13 and under, they're 50 quid for 10 lessons. If you're over 13, they're 100 quid for 10 lessons. Ouch. So I'll just let that sink in there. So they're quite steep, actually. But once you're registered, you'll be allocated a tutor, and that tutor will actually personally contact you to arrange your next 10 lessons. So for further information, of course, you can contact RSPBA Direct, RSPBA Northern Ireland Direct, I should say, and they provide a telephone number and everything for you to register on their website. Now, if you are interested in who the tutors are, you can check out their social media. They're actually profiling all of their individual tutors and stuff. So, yeah, you you are getting some world-class tuition here, I'm not going to lie. And uh, it can be from complete bare-bone beginners, but also up to advanced so go and check it out. The Pipe Band College Northern Ireland, ran by the RSPBA, uh, they are charging for the you know the tuition, which is kind of an unusual step, I suppose. But um, you know these folks are giving up their time, I suppose. So yeah, there you go. Go and check that out. The RSPBA Northern Ireland and their Pipe Band College. There you go. Go and register now. Awesome stuff. Okay, I have to give a little plug and a bit of a mention and a pat ourselves on the back. <laughs> for the Big Rab Show Stay at Home Quiz 3. Yep, this past week was the Big Rab Show Stay at Home Quiz 3. And guys, I have to say, what a laugh. That was so much fun. I have to say a huge thank you to everyone who tuned in, joined in the crack, and also a massive, massive thank you to the Big Rab Show team, to Aaron McElwain, Andrew Shilladay, and Deej McIntosh. You guys really pulled the finger out and yeah the quiz itself was incredible we had videos we had you know audio clips we had picture rounds that was so interactive it was really really fun and we got a lot of great positive feedback from folks who tuned in live on the night and joined in the quiz and uh yeah i think given the feedback that we've got we may well run another one and the next one that we'll run the big rap show stay at home quiz number four will be coming up and yes there will be prizes and stuff hopefully for the next quiz coming up so yeah a little extra motivation for you to tune in and join the fun because uh, you could potentially win yourself some actual real prizes i have to give a mention specifically to the good folks who sent us in rab show selfies yes as part of the quiz we did tell you that if you sent us in a rab show selfie as part of our quiz you could earn yourself some bonus points so a lot of you folks did and that's actually featured on a video right now up there on our youtube channel of the folks all playing the rab show quiz at home so it was brilliant all to have you all involved and enjoy a great night's crack now if you do want to go and check it out that quiz is up there now on our facebook page and you can watch it and play along with you as you will uh but you'll just not be entered in and you'll not get an actual score at the end of it but you can you can score your own prizes i suppose uh but so yeah shout out to Klaus kelt pipe bands who played it collectively as a group and managed to pick up the prize so well done Klaus kelt winners of the big rab show stay at home quiz all right, I want to give a mention to the Murda, uh, sorry, the Mandura and Peel, Peel, Peel Pipe Band. <laughs> Why can't I say your name? This is stuff I got wrong. Uh, every time I mention your name, guys, I get it wrong. I apologize. The Mandura and Peel 
pipe band were in action this past week at a birthday party nonetheless and they were also playing at a wedding and different things it's just brilliant to see the pipe bands especially in australia and new zealand are out doing engagements like this actively getting involved in the community again and performing it's just so heartwarming to see people playing together again it's really fantastic and uh yeah here's hoping it'll be the same here in the u.s and in canada and the uk in the coming months so shout out to you guys yeah brilliant to see this just up and back in action and working hard fantastic stuff all right, I want to point you in the direction, actually, of Balmoral School of Piping and Drumming. Yeah, the Balmoral School of Piping are actually going to be holding their winter workshop very soon. This will be launching on February the 19th through to the 21st and features such instructors as Roddy McLeod, MBE, Andrew Carlyle and Bruce Gandy. Now, for more information, go to balmoralschoolofpiping.org and yeah, you can find out how you enroll and everything. But looking at the lineup of your guest instructors... Whew, that's going to be quite, quite... Hmm, you're not going to want to miss this then, but the sounds of things, honestly. But what would that not be like sitting in a, you know, a Zoom chat learning from Roddy McLeod MBE? Unbelievable. So there you go. Go and take advantage of that on Bruce Gandhi and Andrew Carlyle as well. Come on. It's ridiculous. So, yeah, tick up this opportunity, guys. Go and check it out. Balmoral School of Piping. Uh, .org and find full details there on how to register. Like I said, it's happening February 19th through to the 21st. Well worth checking out. Okay, another thing uh, for you YouTubers out there, uh, as well as checking out all those hints and tips for bass drummers, I also want to point you in the direction of Davy Hunter. Yes, following the release of his book, Now It's My Turn. I'm sure you guys remember when Davy was on the show, he talked all about his book and his launch event, where a load of musicians actually were filmed and produced video performances of them playing Davy's tunes. Well, he's actually released a second video. This one is about 15 minutes long. <laughs> which is brilliant, but it features a load more artists actually performing tunes from Davy's book. Now, these are ones that didn't make the first video, but yeah, these guys submitted performances and wanted them, yeah, for another video. So you have people in here like The Shans, you had Callum Wind, Nicky Goldman, you had Lee Murr, Douglas Montgomery, Heather Gold... Oh, come on, Heather Goldfellow. There's so many amazing musicians here, folks. Go and check it out. Davy Hunter's YouTube channel. Well worth checking that out. It's 15 minutes worth of blistering piping and musicianship in general. It's just fantastic. Fantastic. Thank you, Davey, for that. That really entertained me this week. And yeah, there you go. He's calling it Now It's My Turn, the second video. So go and have a look at it. Definitely worth checking out. Now, we did get some queries last week about the Vale of Athol competition that we mentioned. And what were the dates again? Now, I have to say that it was a podcast that you listened to it on. And podcasts have the beauty that you can rewind them. You know, you can pause and rewind. But there you go. Uh, we'll give out the dates again. The 28th of January at 12 noon is the closing date for your entry forms to be submitted for the Vale of Athol solo competition. Your videos then have to be in by the 30th. And, yeah, for more details on all of this, go to the Vale of Athol Pipe Band website. There you go. Apparently, the prize giving and the announcements and everything will be happening on the 6th of Feb, which is a date that I didn't have. So there you go. Shout out to the Vale of Athol and their ongoing competition, uh, which is still open open for entries, by the way. So if you are interested in taking part in that, so yeah, the door is still open. It doesn't close until the 28th. So for more details, go and check out the Vale of Athol Pipe Band on their social media. Fantastic stuff. 
All right. This past week seen a brand new release in the piping world. Yes, courtesy of Captain Stuart Samson MBE, he has released a second volume of com- or composition called the Park Grove Collection. Now, yeah, for those of you who have actually picked up the first volume of uh, Stuart Sampson's compositions, you guys were in for a real treat. Now, I've only really heard a few of the tunes from this collection. I think he's released various different videos and stuff of him performing them and that. And guys, these are insane. So go and check these out. The Park Grove Collection is what it's called. It's available now on his website. It's sdsamsonmusic.com. They're 20 quid per book. Uh, but yeah, some of these tunes include full, you know, full harmonies and everything as well. You know, it gives you kind of artistic license where you can interpret the tune on your own as well. It also gives you recordings of every tune that's in the book, you know. So, so guys, I'm not going to spoil it, but trust me, this is going to be one that you're going to want to pick up. So it's called the Park Grove Collection. It's on sdsamsonmusic.com and it's 20 quid. Cheap at twice the price. There you go. Well worth checking out, folks. All right, so that's pretty much it for all the news and views for this past week. Like I said, it has been quite a busy week in the piping world this week. And... uh yeah, we have to yet to get into this week's topic. Now, I do know that a lot of folks are saying that the podcast is getting too long, and Rab, it's too rambly, there's too many sections and stuff. Uh, would you ever shut your mouth? Well, that's fine. Like I said, if you do want us to shorten the podcast, let us know. We'll, you know, cut down the news stories, or we'll not even have a topic of the week, or we'll have less sections instead of having word of the week and weekly drone. Perhaps we'll remove them and all that. But yeah, you can let us know. You can email us, of course, bigrabshow at gmail.com. You can let us know your thoughts. And, of course, the best way to invoke change, same way with your RSPBA, is to get involved with your branch meetings. You can get involved with us on Patreon. Yep, every click of support on Patreon really does mean the world. (laughs) All right, I think it's that time of the week already. Yeah, it's time for the topic of the week. The British Drum Company. As a young player in the drumming world that has established its reputation as a manufacturer of exceptional drum kits and it's now turning its attention to the bagpiping world. The world of pipe band drumming is represented by the Axial Range. Launched in August 2019 with innovative features developed alongside British Drum Co. International Marching Specialist Jim Kilpatrick, MBA. The stunning Axial Range was then selected by the Grade 1 Drum Corps of Glasgow Police Pipe Band for the 2020 season. British Drum Co. drums are all handmade, made by craftsmen in Stockport in the UK. The build quality and attention to every detail is second to none, contributing to British Drum Co.'s reputation as artisan makers of some of the finest drums available today. These drums are available only through approved British Drum Co. specialist dealers. For more information on all British Drum Co. products, please visit BritishDrumCo.com or follow on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. The British Drum Company. Look amazing, sound amazing, feel amazing. McClellan Bagpipes From North American artisan bagpipe maker Roddy McClellan From Euston, Scotland They adhere to the highest traditions of Scottish bagpipe making using the finest materials, employing bespoke design and committing to constant innovation and evolution. Including exciting new products such as the Elevation Chanter plus restoration work on vintage bagpipes for the next generation. 
Check out bespokebagpipes.com for more information. McClellan Bagpipes. Born in Scotland, made in the USA. LoneStarPiper.com Your one-stop shop for all of your piping and drumming needs. Thanks to the continued support of their friends and customers throughout the years, Lone Star Piper is now the official retailer for R.G. Hardy in the United States of America. From custom hand-sewn Gaelic-themed kilts and uniforms to R.G. Hardy and Henderson bagpipes, LoneStarPiper.com has you covered from head to toe. With R.G. Hardy's extensive line of products, they have everything you need to be successful on or off the grass. If you have any questions about any of the products they carry, you can contact Jeremy at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com, helping champions look and sound their best. Hello, this is Fred Morrison, and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Ah, yes. Topic of the week time, and this has been suggested, actually, by one of our guys over there on Patreon. One of our Patreon faithful. Yes, indeed. Uh, Talent versus hard work. And uh, the request came in, actually, uh, as part of a discussion. He was mentioning that uh, there's particular members of this person's band who he would count as being particularly talented in playing bagpipes and he would find himself as not a particularly talented player however he is an incredibly hard worker and he would say that he would put in so many hours practice in the week whereas these talented people would not but yet they would still rock up the band practice and be able to play some blistering hornpipes and he can barely squeak his way through a reel and he's wondering the question is which is needed when competing in a competition field, whenever you're looking for success? Do you need to be incredibly talented to make it? Or can you make it on just hard work, grit and determination? Now, I think we've spoke about this topic on the show before, and we did mention that it does take a combination of both. Now, we did have Richard Parks on the show, actually, name dropping there. Uh, But yeah, Richard was on the show, and he mentions this, actually, whenever we talk to him about, you know, this practice and how much he actually still practices. And he mentions that he still, every day, plays his pipes at least for five minutes, five to ten minutes or so. Just to keep his hands moving and to keep his head in the game. You know, now we all know Richard Parks. He's an incredible musician. And nobody can deny that he's an incredibly talented musician. But there's no one else that can really question his work ethic as well. So, obviously, the work never stops. And the piping world never stops. So Richard doesn't either. So Richard has mentioned this, but he continually keeps practicing so the wheels don't come off. And I have spoken to many people in the piping scene who have said the same. That even if they lift them sticks, even if they lift that chanter for five minutes, ten minutes to an hour or whatever. At least they're doing something and the wheels are still turning. Now whenever you talk about talent versus hard work. A lot of people would say, yeah, you don't need talent at all. It's all hard work. And if you practice four hours per day, every day, for the next year and a half, then you could play in grade one and lift the world title, you know. And uh, 
Yeah, there is that argument. I have seen examples of it in the piping scene where you could say that someone isn't particularly talented, but they have worked so hard with such dogged determination, making so many sacrifices, and that's how they've battled their way to the top. And uh, yeah, you know, I'm not going to give names here, but I'm sure you folks out there are possibly nodding your head right now thinking, I know someone just like that. (laughs) Now, I've seen it in my time as well, specifically uh, whenever I'm teaching people or bringing, introducing someone to a new drum corps or something, you would normally find that people are playing at different levels of skill and ability. And you do find that sometimes the more talented people can be lazy and don't want to practice. Whereas the guys who aren't really particularly talented and, you know, haven't really got much way of rhythm or musical ability, those are the guys, they're practicing as soon as you arrive in the band hall. They're already there like half an hour before you arrive and then they're there again for another hour after you've gone. You know, these guys never stop playing. And I think, I don't know, for success you need a combination of the both, I'm sure. But I did ask the guys on the Rab Show team what their thoughts were on this particular topic. Like I said, we've talked about this before. And our conclusion previously was that you needed a combination of both. You needed to have a little bit of talent, not an awful lot of it, but you did need some But you also needed to have a strong work ethic. Not saying that work was 100% the answer to lift you a world title. Not saying that talent was what you needed as well. You needed a kind of mixture of both the yin and the yang, I suppose. But ourselves and the Rab Show team got into a bit of a conversation, actually. And uh, my own piping shooter actually chipped in, Andrew Shilliday. I hope he doesn't mind me giving him a shout-out. But he came across with a lot of really interesting points that I think... As part of this week's conversation on this very topic, talent versus hard work. Andrew actually goes on to say, he says, I feel when people try to label people with talent and others with none, they themselves might be a bit short-sighted. There are some huge factors that could be slowing the pupil's progress and it's really important not to judge too quickly. As many times, it's the teacher, not the pupil now that is fascinating yeah and if anything it's really made me think now whenever i like i said when i was introducing people to either my drum corps or a different drum corps a brand new core i would not kind of alter my teachings you know i would not alter the way i would show this particular person how to do something Right, here's a drum score for a 6-8, this is how you play it, and I would just play it across the table from them and expect them to pick it up, rather than reach for a folder of music and look at the dots on the page, or will I get them a metronome and set them a tempo? Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't alter my thing, I would just say, here's the score, and I would play it, and there you go, play it back to me. And if they couldn't, then I would think then, back then, of course, I would think, well... What's wrong with this person that couldn't get it? You know, how long have they been playing now? You know, are, are they in the piping scene at all? And, you know, but Andre goes on to say, you know, that maybe it's not the pupil. It could be the teacher. So I think he's quite right in saying that. He goes on to say, he says, many things affect a pupil's progress. Practice is one of the top reasons. Not only how much time is spent practicing, but also the quality of the practice. A person's character can also affect their progress. For example, someone who is a high achiever or someone 
who lacks ambition, someone who's with full of confidence or someone who's a bit nervous or anxious. You know, polar opposites here. And a lot of different things can jump in there and affect a person's ability to play. So very interesting thoughts there. And a lot of times, whenever someone's sitting down with a new pupil or someone across the table being shown something, a lot of these don't actually come into your thought process. You don't think to yourself, you know, what does this person want to achieve? Is all they want to do is play Amazing Grace and parade on St. Patrick's Day and that's all they want? You know, or do they want to play in the top flight and start lifting some world championships or possibly even tread the boards of the Glenfiddich? You know, you just have to kind of gauge where this person's going with their ambition. But also their own character comes into play, like Andrew says. Are are they a shy person? You know, do, do they not take criticism well? If you were to tell them that they were doing something wrong, would they crumble and bits in front of you and never come back for another lesson? Or... Are they the type of person that needs to be shouted and yelled at and screamed at to get something right? I have had people in the past where you've had to actually physically yell at them to get them to pay attention. No! Would you play that thing right for goodness sake? And a lot of other expletives. And eventually you get their attention and they will start playing. Or, you know, the other some people out there do need the softly approach and you kind of try and coach them along with you rather than yelling at them. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It takes a lot of different methods, I suppose. And Andrew's breaking this down really well. As he goes on to say, the teacher is one huge factor that might be overlooked and that may be affecting the progress on the pupil. And he says uh, people learn in all sorts of different ways. He says you have auditory listeners, those uh, pupils who will pick up on things super quickly when they simply hear what needs to be played. I have to be honest, I am one of those. Uh, Andrew can play me a tune and I could pick it up by ear really quickly. However, there are different types of learners out there, like visual learners. Once someone actually sees what they need to do, they can pick it up really quickly. There are verbal learners as well, those who need to talk about what they have to do and as a result will pick it up real quick. And there are those mathematical learners, people who progress or, yeah, they process all the music and progress through it really quickly just on their ability to read. They calculate all the beats and note values and everything, and they excel in the recognizing of patterns within the music. And there's also the on to talk about the kinetic learner, which, you know, learns through physical movement. So lots of repetition would work for this kind of a person. But also, you know, sitting in a chair for an hour or so across the table from someone would probably bore the head off them so getting them up on their feet and moving them around and possibly have them tapping their feet or something you know giving them some actual movement will actually really help them with their you know their retention of the music and everything so that's fascinating actually when he talks about all these different methods of learning i do have to say i am old school i'm you know i'm going to throw my hands up here i've been in the scene now well over 30 years and i learned across the table from my uncle when i was nine years old There was no such thing as dots on the page. We had never heard of a metronome. (laughs) Is that something you put on your chips? No idea. (laughs) We learned across the table, and if you played something wrong, you got a rap on the knuckles with a drumstick, and you learned after a while of playing it wrong that you you should really watch what you're doing. So I learned 
audially, you know, I listened and I learned visually as well. I watched hands and I listened to the rhythm and I copied it, basically, and that's how I learned. Uh, but a lot of people now have so many different options available to them, there shouldn't really be any barriers whenever it comes to learning our music. Uh, but it's also fascinating to see that whenever someone can be discounted as being not talented, it could just be the teacher hasn't been showing them the correct way. Now, that challenges a lot of people's perceptions. A lot of folks out there involved in teaching in the piping world are there for a reason. They're involved in tuition and all the rest for the right reasons that these folks have explored all of these avenues and have had a big, long-storied success in teaching people. I have to give a particular mention to the folks at the Piper's Dojo. No, this is not one big, long promotion for the dojo. Don't worry. But I have to say that their methods of learning are varied. There are so many different ways that you can learn the same thing. It's crazy. You can have one-to-one lessons over a Skype session or something if you need that one-to-one involvement where a tutor walks you through the tune, either a dots on the page or actually watching fingers and listening to the tune, you know. Or there could be the movement part of it where you're standing up and playing in front of a video camera. And there's also the mathematical calculation of dots on page with a metronome and very precise playing and all that. You know, the dojo has it all. And the teachers there at the Piper's Dojo have a wealth of experience in all of these different methods of learning. So these guys are well-versed. And I think once you kind of initially sign up to the dojo, they have a one-to-one meeting with you and what you want to achieve uh, from your time at the Piper's Dojo. But also, they get to know you a little bit. They find out a bit about you as a person and just, you know, how you interact and all the rest. And, you know, they find out, you know, how well would you take criticism? Would you crumble? Or have you got a thick skin? And <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Things like this. And the guys at the Piper's Dojo really do tackle it from a lot of different aspects. So that is by way of a recommendation. But I do know a lot of bands out there who don't change their teaching practice. Who don't look at things like this. And it's either one way or the highway. So yeah, I think it's worth talking about in the show. That you know, if you're counting a player as being not talented or not working hard, or you think it's particularly lazy, well, perhaps it's because they don't like practicing that way, and it doesn't do it for them. You know, that doesn't sink in doing it that way. Perhaps playing the round tree for the 300th time in this past two hours, maybe after 300 attempts, it's just not going to sink in. (laughs) But if you stand them up and have them tap their foot through the first three bars, they may well learn it, you know? That's very strange. There you go. He also, Andrew goes on to say, and this is quite interesting also, he says uh, there is a an aspect of being social and also being solitary when learning. Some people learn better when they're part of a group, you know, when they can all work together for a common means. And when the tutor goes around the room and asks everyone to play it individually, there is an element of pressure that you're not wanting to perform in front of everybody else and fail. But also some people don't thrive in the group environment and kind of do better individually, prefer that one-to-one attention. So if a mistake is made that it's noted straight away and that can walk through the process and that it's not the end of the world that you've played a grace note wrong or you've maybe, you know fluffed up a a buzz or something or put a flam in the wrong place that you know these things are not earth shattering and can be walked through 
Even out of all these different styles of learning, in real life you'll encounter people who'll fall into multiple categories. It's our job, or their job, as tutors, to get to know them and use their strengths to benefit them. And also, it's your kind of your responsibility as a tutor to help them through their weaknesses. If you're noticing that a particular thing on a tune is that is causing them a particular problem, then it is your job to take care of them and kind of walk through what would be a, a weakness in their playing. Don't just discount them as being not talented and saying, ah, they're trash and let them go. It's your job to develop their weaknesses and turn them into strengths. Out of all these different learning styles, someone who is a very strong auditory learner will most likely excel in music. They're, these are the guys who could learn across the table and just pick it up by ear. And they'll, you know, if they receive the correct tuition and stuff, you know, they're probably going to be destined for grade one or a big solo career or Glenfiddich and all the rest. That just seems to be the rule of thumb that folks who can pick stuff up directly by ear could be destined for the top flight. However, other people who have other different learning methods can also reach this as well. People who are mathematical learners, for example, can equally you know, calculate their way through a tune, memorize it meticulously, and play it absolutely faultless. And again, could be destined for the top flight. So depending on a person's learning ability and their different method of learning, it doesn't really kind of predict where you're going to end up in the piping scene, whether you're going to be part of a, a street marching band playing Scotland the Brave every week, or if you're going to be in the Glenfiddich playing Peabrook. It all depends. Andrew goes on to say, he says, talent versus hard work, nothing really happens without hard work. And I have to agree. <laughs> Another thought on that one, he says, is one person's perspective and what hard work actually looks like can be totally different to another. The bare minimum should be, say, about 15, 20 minutes a day. But, uh, you know, some people can go way over that and play for hours and hours and hours. And other people could basically be playing nothing. You know, I do remember that I had a, a bunch of fellas in the drum corps, actually, who never practiced and basically came in to practice and told me every week, well, did you practice this week? Uh, and they were barefaced about it and just said, no, I didn't, Rob. As soon as I landed home from practice last week, I kicked the sticks onto the corner of the room and never looked at them until I had to lift them again for the night. So, you know, but somehow these guys managed to play through their skin. You know, every weekend, and we picked up prizes at majors, and it never made sense. How are you guys winning prizes, and you ain't practicing at home? But then, it's amazing what happens whenever the screws were tightened, and you forced them to practice at home. And you were ringing them, and you were checking up on them, and this is before the days of the internet. And you actually called round to their house, and you sat in the kitchen with them, and made them practice. They used to hate me for doing that. Um, <laughs> so many stories. Um, but yeah, once that happened and you made that investment as a tutor to make sure that your pupils practiced, the the improvement that you've seen was tenfold. It was crazy. So yeah, word of the week this week, practice. <laughs> so I guess whenever we're talking about this, um, we're talking about different methods of learning and everything. That's something that we should really consider when we're talking about the topic of talent versus hard work. Yes, talent does come into it. You do have a natural musical ability. That does happen. But you also 
you have to hit it with the right tutor, I suppose. I do know a lot of stories out there of folks involved in the piping scene who have went to different bands, walked into the band hall with a practice chanter under their arm, and after half an hour sitting with the band's tutor, they're handed a set of tenor sticks and said, you're now a tenor drummer. Or they're handed a set of bass mallets and go, yep, see that set of pipes that you wanted to lift there? Nah, we need a bass drummer. Uh, Or that something goes completely wrong and they're totally put off everything and just never want to lift the chanter or the sticks again. I've heard so many horror stories of people having lessons at different bands and being completely put off, being told that they're rubbish and that they would never play in a circle in a competition field. And that band or that particular tutor just completely writing them off, destroying their self-confidence and just their joy and love of the music is just dashed. So many people I know personally, I'm not going to name names, but there's been so many stories that have been read to me and told to me about this that uh, I guess the scene is in a very different place now. Now we're in 2020s, I suppose, and in the wake of a pandemic, we are aware that a lot of online tuition and that is happening at the moment and bands are not in a position where they can turn away learners. And they're very quickly realising that yeah, perhaps it's not that the person is not talented or not a hard worker. Perhaps it's the way that we're showing them how to play the music here. You know, maybe it's our teaching style that this person isn't engaging with. And maybe we're just not clicking the right buttons here for the, you know, for them to get what we're trying to show them. If you've been throwing them to play that grip now for this past 3 weeks and they're still just not getting it, then I don't know, what's the definition of madness? Doing the same thing over again and expecting different results? I suppose, you know, practice does come in where you do have to practice certain things. If you did sit all day and practice your mummy daddies and power diddles, eventually it will click into your autopilot and before you know it, you're rattling them out at 50 mile an hour, whereas before, the week before, you're maybe playing them at a snail's pace. It does happen. That click of repetition is needed and you need that kind of you know embedding of something you know if you're practicing through your gde grace notes for example dum 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 practicing through that can be mind numbing but it's the mind numbing practice at times that's required so as much as i'm saying that you know all learning and practice should be done in a certain way that's enjoyable and makes it click for you also keep in mind that you're here for the grind as well the great highland bagpipe and Scottish snare drumming, as some people refer to it, but as me, pipe band drumming, can be one of the most difficult instruments in the world to play. I'm not going to say that likely. I'm sure a lot of folks will agree. And uh, yeah, we're the type of people who are in it for the grind. We are not in it for the instant gratification. If you were to strap on an electric guitar and someone showed you how to play three chords, then bingo, you're a rock star. Ring. There you go. Instant gratification after one lesson. But, um, you know, piping's not that. Drumming's not that, for sure. You're talking at least a year or so before you're even onto the instrument itself. And after that, you've got years and years of actual playing to do before you can even consider yourself half a decent player. So, talent versus hard work. Yes, you need a combination of both. But you also need to consider the tuition that the person has either received or should receive. So guys, that's it for topic of the week. I guess by way of conclusion is as much as we need to teach players out there and have 
you know, tuition for people on the grass and get them teaching or get them learning, I suppose. We also need to teach the teachers. And I'll leave that. We also may well need to teach the teachers. Yeah, let the teachers consider that perhaps a different learning style could be employed for better results. Yeah, there you go. Food for thought. And if I have caused any food for thought, then please email us in. BigRabShow at gmail. A dot com. Yes, as always, every time we do plug it. And yeah, we haven't had any voicemails in a while. I know I keep saying that, but in fact, it has been a good while now since we've had voicemails. So send us in your voicemails, bigrabshow at gmail.com. If you have any comments on our teaching topic this week, or talent versus hard work for that matter, um, yeah, you can definitely email us in your thoughts. All right, guys. Now, I have to say, we have some huge podcasts in the works coming up, actually. You may well think that the piping world isn't really doing much at the moment, but oh, trust me, the Big Rab Show has been busy behind the scenes, and we've got some huge shows coming your way. So, mm, yeah, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, then now is never a better time. So, yes, consider clicking that subscribe button, no matter where you're listening to us right now. So, each and every week, you'll get a little to let you know that Rab has uploaded another one. And again, if you would like to help support the show, you can do. Go and check out our ongoing promotions, of course, with Piper's Dojo. Go and get 30 days of Dojo Premium for just $1. And uh, yeah, when I talked about all those teaching styles and stuff, then go and sample it for yourself for just $1. $1 for 30 days of premium uh, membership over there in Piper's Dojo. Well worth checking it out. That's BigRabShow.com forward slash dojo also become part of the patreon faithful and get your mitts on tons of extra pipe and goodness each and every week we upload stuff over there on patreon exclusive to members only and uh yeah there's a lot of great stuff back there for you guys to check out okay that's it for another big rab show podcast indeed thanks everyone for downloading this week and each and every week honestly uh we've noticed quite a huge uh, bump in numbers this last while so thank you everyone uh, for downloading it means the world to us to know that our piping world is out there listening and engaged and uh we hope you can join us again for another big rab show podcast again next week until then guys keep playing stay safe take care all the best Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thank you to our sponsor, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, they are the champion's choice. Played by two-time world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com to be kept up to date with all the latest news and views from the piping world. And also check us out on Patreon. For five bucks a month, you can get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness and be part of the Patreon faithful. So until next week, guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best.